by Riverside. Hello, and welcome back to the original crew of the Sad Band, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad. Welcome back, Wes and Chelsea, from your gallivanting in New York till your pushing boxes. Yep. Lots of boxes, lots of moving. <laughs> Wes, how was uh, the Mecca during the time where they were just getting thrashed by the Miami? Um, I honestly didn't really pay much attention to the Knicks while I was there. Uh, okay. I did go see a Mets game, and the Mets stadium is really nice. I, it I, is nice. I didn't go see the Yankees game, but I'm just going to say... Mets are better than the Yankees. The stadium is better than the Yankee Stadium. It's shut up. It's all trash. Yankees all... trash. Everything to do with them is trash. Well, okay. you know what else was trash, Wes? Game seven. The Kraken. The Kraken got. Well, I don't want to say unceremoniously because that was a, a, still a really good game. So game ceremoniously. Seven. Yeah. In Dallas. Yes. It's, that sucks. It's frustrating. I mean. They played they played 14 games in 28 days. Bro. That's so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they played really good. They made it further than most people thought they would. And um, yeah. I'm not You're I'm too. not upset. I wish it was going to go to Western or I wish they were going to play Vegas cuz that would have been awesome. Vegas versus yeah. Seattle in the Western Conference Finals, the showdown of the two expansion teams. Yeah. Um, so stick that for anyone who's like, "Oh, sports are rigged." No, it's not. <laughs> NHL would have loved that storyline. But yeah, it's it's frustrating. They played good defense, but they just didn't have the goal scoring opportunities in game seven. Um Groo! Groo! the whole the whole nation fell in love with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was rooting for the Kraken. Everyone neutral yeah. was like on the Kraken wagon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It was a real thing. Yeah, so it's kinda sad it's over. Better luck next year. It's great for the city of Seattle and its sports teams yeah. for that national exposure as well because, I mean, you saw the city get behind the Kraken in a way that was just – it probably felt unreal to a lot of people because that stadium is expensive. Like, I've said this many times on the show. You and I would go quite a bit, and, like, yes, typically I was there on business, so I wasn't like, man, this is coming out of my wallet. So I definitely spent a little bit more willy-nilly than I would have if uh, – all right. <laughs> if it was my money, uh, you came up with some free meal tickets for something at one point at one of the games. Like, yeah, remember well, the free I think chicken we just sandwich? Got, like a coupon or whatever for like the Oops. Impossible Burger. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you guys don't know, my brother is like the king of coupons. Like, whenever he finds <laughs> a coupon, he will hold on to this thing and he will make sure that he uses it. There is no coupon that goes wasted in my brother's household. He Damn loves right. his coops. But um. <laughs> But there was like it was cool because on the national exposure with all this stuff, uh, yeah, coupon so... coupon king and uh, myself have always said this that <laughs> that the Seattle Krakens have some of the coolest mascot stuff. Not not the troll, but not the Bowie, actual mascot. Uh, yeah, not Bowie. He's love or hate. Some people yeah. really love him. But the coolest color scheme too. And I said yeah. that from day one, like from the release, I was like, this shit is so cool. Like this shit is so dope. Yeah. And the whole nation, Maybe. if you follow, 
if you follow on Twitter, they were like, damn, the Kraken, like, closet might have the best color scheme in NHL. And I was like, right? Like, I, I granted, black the and gold is... Dope? Yeah. Granted, black and gold is forever. Like, that's that's going to be a beautiful color scheme. Yeah. But, like, if you're looking for something a little bit stretchy to put some color on you, like the Kraken, man. Uh, what were you saying, Wes? Uh, so, so, at work... Probably like thirty percent of like the people there were wearing like something with Kraken. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy, mm-hmm. like way more than I ever saw last year or like heading up to this year. Like everyone was behind them. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. workplaces in Seattle usually let you dress down and wear like a uniform, like a jersey or something like that on game days, which is really fun and really cool. But what's also cool to me is that the entire city's color schemes are unified it is a lighter blue with a darker blue for all of the teams with an accent color that is their own unique color and so it blends really well with like the mariners with the seahawks even with the sounders gear like it just all looks good together and that's what's kind of cool about the way that they've kind of created a package of sports teams rather than just each team having its own thing like here in houston obviously like you know, the Rockets are red and black and the Astros are blue and orange and it's just a whole bunch of clashing colors everywhere and it's mm-hmm. kind of all unified and it's very, it's very Seattle aesthetically always pleasing. Has that blue. Except for yep. the Sounders. The Sounders are green and black, so. Green and blue. Yeah, it's blue. You almost yeah. never see their blue. But they're they're kind of more of like this color blue instead of a navy. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but they but, share the same green with the Seahawks, so it's like... Mm-hmm. But I like their they they've created almost a sports complex in Seattle. Like if you go yeah. to the games, it's, it's it's the Kraken Stadium is a little off to the side, but most of it's in like one joined yeah, yeah, area. Yeah. Like the baseball stadium is like right across from the football stadium, and there's... the 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 whole the Kraken Stadium is only a train ride away. Yeah, there's so, one day on one of the Kraken games. There was a Kraken game, there was a Mariners game, and there was a Sounders game all going on within like a couple hours of each other. And downtown was just like a mess. But <laughs> I believe it. That's cool. Like, I believe I, the it. number of like double headers I've done for like baseball, football, or something like that. Just yeah, like, just I mean, I'm pretty much you. like blacked out by the second game. But <laughs> you know, the NBA had to be salivating. Had to be salivating at seeing the crowds that they were getting for hockey and the oh, ratings yeah. on television they were getting for hockey and the NBA had to be like, mm, let me get some of that. <laughs> like the NBA was like, what were we thinking? Uh, oh, yeah. Going to yeah. Over- yeah. yeah. They're going to announce uh, Seattle expansion team along with Vegas within the next year. Either that or I'm telling you, A-Rod owns the Timberwolves. And I, I mean, Seattle, man, if he's the king that brings – so, where did Alex Rodriguez get drafted? Seattle. Seattle. If he's the king that brings like him, it. Though. We don't like him. Can I? I'm going to make a point in like 10 seconds. All right. I'm going to make this point. All right. If he is the king that brings the NBA back to Seattle, it doesn't matter what his name is. Wes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he will be the king of Seattle again. All right. They're going to be like, hey, Ken Griffey and your backwards hat, you didn't bring us a basketball team we're alex rodriguez fans for life if he does that I, I i could talk about the nba all day and we're gonna uh or pardon me yes the nba all day and we will a little bit later but i do want to get to the wnba because we typically get to it at the end of the show and the reason we have this network is because 
we wanted to talk about things that are uh, not as in the highlights, and we wanted to bring attention to things like the WNBA. And I know Chelsea sent me an article that came out while I was asleep because I was I was shocked that I missed it because I have alerts set up for Kraken news or not Kraken news. <laughs> Las, I have that too, but Las, Las Vegas Aces Vegas. news. So first, what what made me sad but a little less sad is that Jordan's hat last week was awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> I want it. I want the link, and I don't have it. I can't find okay. it anywhere. So Jordan, you need to tell me where you got that hat because it needs to go in my closet. But <laughs> in other very He was so news, proud of it, too. I know. I loved it. But <laughs> in other sad news, um, there's there's an incident that's been playing out for months now. Um, Derricka Hamby um, posted on her kind of like she kind of vague booked a little bit and posted just something that said that inappropriate comments were made um, about her and her pregnancy while she was with the Las Vegas Aces and she mm-hmm. was traded. She's now with Los Angeles, but an investigation followed that. And it took about four months for that investigation to be completed and for uh, penalties to be handed down. And basically what happened is that um, Becky Hammond told um, Derricka Hamby while she was pregnant and while she was still working out very heavily during her, like late into her third trimester of pregnancy that she wasn't needed that she was going to be traded because they needed bodies and her pregnancy was basically in the way. So this resulted in just a two game suspension for Becky Hammond for her at the uh, beginning of the season. And then um, also forfeiting their 2024 draft picks. So I'm 2025 pick one as well is what I read. Was it 2024? No, it is. It is the 2025 draft. You're correct. So it's not, it's not next year, it's the year after. Um, but their first round pick. Oh, it's because they didn't they had already traded away their first round pick in twenty twenty four. That's why. Um, so this is just like a really weird situation. And I know that, you know, we do have the facts of life. Pregnancies are very difficult on women, but you are a female athlete league and it's going to happen and there are accommodations that need to be made and it's a little bit surprising that this that that kind of we're going to trade you because we don't want to deal with you and your pregnancy. It just isn't right from like a workplace kind of decorum perspective mm-hmm. and how you interact with your employees, which is what especially when is. you're trying to be a progressive league, like when you're trying exactly. to be a league for women and a place for women to be safe. Exactly. And I I don't know. I just think it's really disappointing because it's still one of those areas of sports which doesn't really get covered a lot. But what does happen to women when they decide to have children? And yeah, in America, because in in countries in Europe and in Australia, like I think in a lot of countries in in France, I think they get like six months or something, something to that extent or a year. Yeah, it's and even in England, it's it's quite a bit. And England's considered the most mm-hmm. westernized of the countries out here as far as their labor policies are concerned. And yeah. it's it's just wild that one of the wealthiest countries in the whole world can't find a way to make a, write it. Well, I guess we can't even find a way to respect women in the hospital. In so general, why don't we find yeah. a way to respect them in the workplace? But yeah, the WNBA should be better than that. I mean, there should be an inactive reserve slot that Becky Hammond could have mm-hmm. moved her into. 
where they can actually that, that frees them up to sign people or perhaps a pregnancy clause in the league's contract. Uh, that's something that also it needs to fall on the, the players, right? That's something that yeah. should have been collectively bargained. And this isn't a player who was, you, I, I don't want to say that there's, you know, preferential treatment for, you know, there's always preferential players, treatment for stars. I know. I know. <laughs> she she had won the sixth woman of the year award in 2019 yeah. and 2020 and was named to the all-star team last season. So she's not nobody. She's, she was a big player for the aces and this just to when you're already going through pregnancy and all of the emotions and all of the fears around it it's weird that it's frowned upon like oh are you sure you want to have a kid in this work climate like in in this economy it's interesting that companies take that approach it's not interesting it's it's deplorable but (laughs) that they take that approach and you think like with so many different types of insurance taking advantage of us we'd find a way to like have an insurance policy to cover things like a loss in productivity. Yeah. Or considered a long-term injury. Also like, is it a phrasing? Like the the standpoint of like how you manage it. I mean like, yeah, as a coach, coach, you should be used to like, like you should be able to adapt. Like, Oh, your star player gets injured. You got to adapt and overcome. It's the same thing. Your star player like is pregnant. You adapt and overcome. They go on the IR, whatever, for like a year. Like, just treat it like no different. I mean, obviously, like for the woman itself, it's different. But like from the how the team manages it, it should just be treated like an injury. Wes, thank you for that because you led me right into what I was thinking. Is like, could this be a phrasing issue? Did Becky Hammond just really in the front office just really screw up the phrasing? Because I didn't realize her accolades, Chelsea. And that seems like a piece that could get you really great pieces in return. You're a valuable asset. I mean, I hate to say that, but our people are assets. Uh, You're a valuable asset that could help us. And the the Aces did win the eventual championship that year, last year. So, like, is it a phrasing issue, Chelsea? Do you think if they had phrased it like, hey, man, you're valuable. Like, we can't can't waste your value. We've got to make sure we get, like, top dollar and you're not going to be on the team after this year. Like, would that have been better phrasing that could have avoided this? I'm not really sure because okay. the, the the only a two game suspension makes it seem like me like, and I mean there is a little bit of he said she said on this point she said she said but of like trying to figure out you know exactly what was said to her but it mm. still seems like it was very upsetting and very um, not phrased well. Yeah, and I I don't know if if you're right in kind of what they're saying that they were trying to get they were trying to say like if we trade you away we'll get more we get in value. return. Yeah, exactly. But still, I think just being generally hostile towards women in the workplace and especially in a women's league. And it sounds like it's, you, but it's framed as woman on woman violence. So it sounds like it's framed like Becky Hammond versus Hamby. Yeah, it does. But the thing is, is that so many women are pushed out of the workforce by having children. It happens in every field. And it just sucks that this is also happening in the WNBA, that there's just, it does seem like there is a little bit, because you are dependent on your players being available, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this is generally something that's planned. I think that there's probably some encouragement within the league too, to also delay pregnancies. Lawyers and- are writing this down. Lawyers are writing this down right now because guess what? They just signed a new collective bargaining agreement, which means in a couple years, uh, I got to look at how long this collective bargaining agreement lasts through probably 2025. This is going to be on the list. You, absolutely. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So- yeah. Because the players union said that this was ridiculous and that the punishment wasn't harsh enough so i don't know if it's a misinterpretation by hamby but it's oh sorry (laughs) Uh, interesting because like also the rules for like in other sports for like trading a player on inactive reserve kind of varies like it used to not be allowed in nfl and then it was allowed and so it's just kind of like i mean where is it going to fall under yeah, it's, it's actually not super allowed in the NFL because a, tra- a trade can be rejected and a signing can be rejected due to physical. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I think, uh, like I said, the, the collective bargaining agreement is going to play a big role in what happens next with the WNBA. I think people don't understand how big the WNBA is. Uh, if you want to see that people are invested in women's sports, look at the opening night in Toronto. Look at opening night in Toronto. That place was rocking. It was crazy. They were so happy. If you don't think sports have intrigue for female sports, you're insane because we've got Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Ionesco going to New York. Or Sabrina was already there, but going to New York Liberty and everybody going like, oh, New York Liberty are going to challenge the Aces. Nope, they started off the season 0-2. All right? Like, it's the, all the same soap opera. It's opera. It's all the same intrigue. Uh, I'm sure as Chelsea completes her move, she's going to go to quite a few Liberty games with Sabrina yep. Ionesco, the Duck Duck, the Quack Quack, the All-Star the walking triple double on the team. Uh, but, but Wes, you're happy at uh, the dethroning of last year's champion in the NBA here. So uh, I'm going to, uh, yes, I'm not happy about it because I am in fact a Warriors fan. So let me clear a path for you to, to get this out of your system. Like bow. Wow. Where's the crown for the King? <laughs> just set it on there. Warriors are done. They're out. I thought it was going to be a sweep. Wasn't quite a sweep, but they're gone. You thought last year was going to be a sweep. Don't you? No. You're not allowed to do that. You broke out the broom for the Kings. I will not allow that slander. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this might be the end. Um, I mean, Draymond Green uh, was, again, up to his usual bull crap in, like, some of those games. Um so I'm tired of him. I'm glad I won't have to see him in the playoffs anymore. Um, I'm glad he's gonna be on the Lakers next them. year. So I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Um, I'm glad I won't have to see Steph Curry or the Warriors anymore. Um, and hopefully, Lakers can get the dub against the Nuggets. What are you talking about? Like there was a lot of like future predictions. I'm gonna have to mark this clip. 22 <laughs> minutes because you made a lot of predictions. Just now. Who hates Steph Curry? Who? I'm tired of him on my TV. <laughs> I'm tired it's of funny him because and the Warriors. When Wes wins at things, he does the Steph Curry shimmy. He likes to get a little bit of shimmy in it whenever he's winning at anything. So so I don't know what it is. He's obviously, uh, the culture has obviously rubbed off on him. But no, it's absolutely not the end of the Warriors. Jordan Poole appears to be a terrible contract. I'm really mad at Draymond Green for knocking him out. Uh, but maybe Draymond Green was on to something. Not the violence part, but maybe he wasn't taking his, the league seriously after he got that I'll big contract. Right now, 
like they might make the playoffs next year, but it's they're not going to win another title for a while. Yeah, it, it it's I don't Westradamus is at it again. Westradamus is at it again. <laughs> I, uh, I I just don't agree with that. I think the Warriors still have a great base in Steph. I think if Clay Thompson can get right, like Clay Thompson. I think this has this playoff race has to be a wake up call, right? For Clay Thompson, like you've got to get your body in shape. You're older. You can't be out there uh, overweight because Clay Thompson appeared to be overweight. He wasn't moving well, which is fair. I mean, he had all leg injuries, lower extremity injuries, so it's fair for him to be a little bit big, a little bit slow. But it's been a year now, two years. Like it's he needs to spend this offseason getting that body in shape. Yeah, and I don't I- care if he missed. Yeah, he, I don't care if he misses the first part of the season, but, like, get off your boat, Clay, and get, get to working out and get to getting that body in shape and get revenge because everybody's calling you old, Clay. Everybody's saying you've lost it. It's it's time for you and that game to translate to the next level. Uh, a game that I know is not going to be translating to the next level, and we're going to talk more about the Lake Show, don't worry, because we got the, the final round of the playoffs, but is what made me sad from this week. And I know it took us a while to get into it, but this is a topic that ties into the NBA, and that's John Morant. And I've got a lot to say on this. And it's just because I've seen people throw away a career for drugs. I've seen people throw away a career for alcohol. I've seen people lose a career to injury. I have never seen somebody so sadly desperate to fit into a community where he's not accepted and he's not a thug and he's not a gangster that he's going to throw away his career because that's what's going to happen. They're talking about a half of a year suspension. And it's not because he had a gun. It's because he's so stupid. And I hate to say that about another human, but it's kind of like they've got to be watching this video and be like, dude, it's been eight days. It's been eight days. The the whole situation reminds me of uh, 8 Mile with Eminem. This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. And Clarence lives <laughs> at home with both parents. <laughs> yes. It's, it's literally, and it's like, uh, I, I hear a lot of, uh, radio personalities talking about this, and they're like, we don't know what to make of it. I do, because I know people like this that grew up in a community like in Oakland or the mountains up above Stockton, California, and they go down into these actual, and, and, and where there are real ones, is what we'll say, okay? Real ones that will kill you, and the they Aaron get Hernandez killed. Types. That types. And then they get killed. Like, there is a guy from high school that my dad was telling me about, my father, and he's like, yeah, you didn't hear about the kid that you went to high school with that got murdered in Stockton? And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, he came down from West Point trying to play thug, trying to play gangster, and they killed him. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. Because that's what happens. And that's the situation that if John Moran, like, it's not Instagram. Like, I know that's what you, you guys are on now in that age group, the 25s to 15s, right? I know that's what you're on in some of the older folks that are just trying their best. All right. I know that's what you're on now, but it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. You're not a real thug because you showed your gun on Instagram. You're dumb and you're going to get hurt. You have millions of dollars. You're not a thug. You're not a gangster. I don't know why you want to be one. Just most people do this to get out of that life. Exactly. Exactly. Trying to get back in or like trying to get into something he was never in. I yeah, mean, he's like, someone like Aaron Hernandez. Like he, like he was part of that. Like before he got famous, and like his friends kind of like pulled him back into it. And like 
it's it's a shame what happened or whatever like everything with aaron hernandez but like you were never part of it stop acting like it it's it why do you want to be accepted by a community that doesn't want you also and why is it what it's you're not cool you're it's it's just you were cool and now you're a joke like john morant i told you before was like my favorite player to watch because he was cool he was so cool to watch on the court you were the you were the person that these little kids that want to get out of these situations idolize because you were cool you had man you had the handles you could literally fly and now we're not going to get to see it for a half of a year or longer because your brain's not right. Because you don't understand that this isn't cool. Like, you're not cool and you're not one of these people. You're plain dumb. And golly, that leads me to my next point. How quick was that Grizzlies ride? It rose like a phoenix and then crashed back to the ground. What did it last? Like, two years? Three years? Where we all thought the Grizzlies were coming? And then John Morant, Chelsea, he just he destroys yeah. it. I mean, it's really, it's really hard. Like when you're, you know, the star player that you're baking on is out here doing dumb crap like this. And the the biggest problem is really, truly an, like an image issue because he did have so many little kids looking up to him. And, but these little kids are getting shot in the streets. They're getting shot at their schools. Like we have a serious problem in Tennessee, in this country. And there is no sensitivity by job for like all of these things that are going on. And he's just out here flaunting guns that yes, his stacks of money will buy, but like, my God, like this country needs to just put their guns away. They need, it's just so ridiculous that we have such a casual relationship and then just like, you know, throwing a gun around while you're on Instagram live is the cool thing to do. No, it's not. You know, what's cool is being like an actual good role model for all of these kids who are like, I want to be like that guy someday. Yeah. Because now you have to go back as a parent and tell your kids like, mm, no, not that one. Nope, you can't have that jersey. Can't be, can't hang with that guy. Like, Murray don't State's got to be. Don't follow him. Murray State's got to be proud of this product of their education system, huh? <sighs> I mean, if, if you want to do something, take a picture of you at the gun range showing proper gun safety. I don't know. Yeah, actually, maybe if you really just are a complete amosexual and you want to show it, you want to show your cool gun collection and all the bullets, like, just at the range. But even still, like, that's the thing, is that he's still on Instagram followed by, like, 14 and 15-year-olds who are trying to figure out how to, like, make sense of their lives. And but this video was late. Guys with guns. Yeah. Did no, you guys it watch it? Stupid. It no, was... I didn't see I it. But... Oh my god, I it's so lame. It. It's just them rapping in a car to someone else's song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who has probably actually grown up in this neighborhood, in this environment, and not been groomed their whole life to be a superstar. All right. And he's he he's smiling, obviously, in, with the gun. And he's waving it around in the SUV. And I'm just like, dude, especially in the state of Tennessee, where three legislators, three of them, were removed from the House for speaking out against gun violence. Two of them were removed. The Wasn't the female removed as well? But then she's... No, she was, the white woman was not removed. It was the two black men who were removed for okay. their lack of decorum in the and, Tennessee State House while protesting gun violence in the state and, of Tennessee. 
but yeah, no, it's it. Tennessee right now is literally the worst state for him to be doing this stuff in. I worry about not just his mental state. I know I called him stupid. I'm sorry. That was probably inappropriate. I probably shouldn't have done that. But it, it's just the stupid action that he took. And it's stupid on so many levels. Yes, uh, I'm not going to like, yes, we mentioned the children. I'm not going to run and scream the children. But I will say like that is an issue. But his life by officials in Tennessee could be in danger by actual real ones could see this and know that vehicle. know those people have money, have guns in their car and want to take them from him. Yeah. So just use your head and this team that we were all having fun with. What a train wreck. Dylan Brooks. Don't sign him is the, uh, uh, unofficial official statement by the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> John Morant suspended half a year. Uh, Stephen, um, oh, Stephen Adams doesn't want to be there because the team's too immature. It's, it's just insane how quickly it all fell apart to a team that had such a bright future with a player that people wanted to play with. And it's only a matter of time before we get the release from Nike on what Nike's going to do about this mm -hmm. with John Moran's contract, because we already have a lot of people saying they're not going to let their kids buy his shoes because like they don't want to support him and what yeah. he stands for. Like clearly he's not the person they thought he was. Go ahead, Chelsea. I was going to say Powerade has uh, removed all their commercials. They haven't dropped him um, from, from his contract or sponsorship deals with them yet, but he, they've made a point of not having anything related to him since the first incident. And I'm guessing that he's actually going to be dropped as a result of the second incident. So, I mean, he's losing oh, stacks of cash. He's losing, you know, people don't want to play with him because he's immature and stupid, making stupid decisions. And it's hard not yeah. to say it when yeah, you feel I know. it. I know. <laughs> it's, and, because and, I feel yeah. it too. Eight days. Days? That's how long he was in therapy. <laughs> Just so, so ridiculous. Oh my gosh! And like we said, it it appeared to be fake. I didn't like his facial expressions in the interview. I didn't like his answers in the interview. And mm -hmm. you know what? When we're right, we're right. And we appeared to have, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't want to be right about this. Yeah. I don't want to be right about it. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a win. But it just it, it did seem like he was just being stuffed with prompted PR scripts. Yeah. You know, just that he couldn't quite remember properly. <laughs> so he was just kind of all over the place. But yeah, no, it wasn't he's he needs to work on himself. Yeah. Wes, can you give me two minutes on the legacy of Doc Rivers following the loss in another Game seven. Uh I think he I think he holds the record for most uh most most series lost after being up three to one. Really? I think he's lost eleven series in which he led three to one or something like that. Were they up three yeah. to one? I thought it was three to two. Yeah, they were up three to two, but still okay. uh, yeah. It's I was kinda hoping for uh the seventy sixers. Maybe it's eleven eleven losses in series where he had a lead. Yeah, or like a chance to eliminate. Um, yeah. It's kind of unfortunate. I was hoping for Boston to lose because I don't like Boston sports. Um, and honestly, Could it be the it racism? Or... It would have been hilarious <laughs> if uh, Philly ended up going to a fourth uh, championship only to lose. Um, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. 
We've uh, only got the, one Boston fan that I the know. The Luchi so tears would have been amazing. <laughs> we have them. We have the Luchi tears, but he's one of those fans that will never let you see him when he's down. Yeah. So he hasn't said anything about the 76ers. And in fact, when he was on, he's like, I don't have any faith in them. Like, he's he's putting up his shield before anything happens. <laughs> Preparing for the disappointment. Yes. I like it. Um, yeah, Doc Rivers. Um, yeah, like you said earlier, he's kind of riding off into his coattails from uh, from his one NBA Finals win. Um, I, I don't think he's as bad as you think. Um, I just don't think he's, like, the coach that can get it done. Unless yeah. it's a star-studded team. Well, off the top of my head, he's coached multiple star-studded teams and not gotten it done. And uh, what Wes is referring to is our production meeting earlier where I, I told the team and the staff here, I just don't think he's a good coach because we go back to Boston. One championship in a early LeBron era with Kevin Garnett, one of the best teenagers to ever enter the NBA and an amazing Hall of Fame player. Ray Allen, who was at the time the best three-point shooter ever, yeah. and Paul Pierce, who was just a gritty, really solid basketball player that, with his body shape, had no business being as good as he was. And up-and-coming uh, Rajon Rondo. <laughs> up-and-coming oh, Rajon yeah. Rondo, one of the best passers in the NBA. Yeah. So, one championship there in their first year, I believe, in their first year, and then nothing, squat, then, 70, uh, then, then part of me, the Clippers with the Blake show, with a prime uh, Blake Griffin, prime DeAndre Jordan, prime Chris Ball, Paul in Lob City, right? That team was Memphis before Memphis. That was fun to watch because they were dunking on everyone's head. They were young. They were exciting. Nothing there. Then he gets to go over to um, the uh, – uh, 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 oh, gosh, my brain just shut off. But anyway, uh, 76ers, right, with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, uh Ben Simmons when we thought he was good. And nothing happens. I, so James Harden. I oh, there's another player he's had. James Harden. Harden. Nothing. I don't think he's a bad coach. He's just not a great coach. He's there just not a winner. Bad West. coaches in the NBA that they're just there for a few years and then they're kicked to the curb or they go back to being an assistant right. coach. Mm-hmm. I would just say, I have like a slightly different gripe on this. Like I am really when you take a team that hasn't necessarily had a ton of success in recent history, like the Sixers were not, haven't been doing that great for a little while. Years. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And you bring them up to a level where they're in the playoffs and they make it through like a first round or something like that. But even this happens in the NFL too. Like you see coaches getting to, you know, the, like out of the wild card rounds and stuff like that. And because they didn't win the Super Bowl, they're gone. They're kicked to the curb. And it's like, you sometimes you have to adjust and bring your expectations down just a little bit. Cause only one team can win the Super Bowl or the final, the, you know, but he has superstars. He had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in, in Los Angeles teams though. Kawhi Leonard was considered before he decided to be injured forever. One of the best players, he was considered up there with LeBron. Right, right. but I mean, just because you have you have great players doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't still human beings who feel pressure, who feel, you know, and yes, you can have a coach that can help move around those things, right? But you still, there's still that human element and you just never know when like someone is going to pop off on the other team and just make incredible plays out of nowhere. Like, there are certain things that you can't coach for and the unpredictability of it, right? 
And so I'm just saying, like, if you have, like, if you're building up year after year and you're going places and you're actually going to, like, to playoffs and to bowl games and to, you know, whatever, like, why are you firing your coaches? Like, something is clearly working if you're still, if you plateau, if you keep getting into, like, the second round of the playoffs and then, you know, in the NBA and you're there every year and you aren't doing anything, then yes, a coaching change is needed. But for them to be on an ascent and you just take off like the the lead person on the roller coaster, like what are you doing? What what always happens when you bring in a new coach? You're going to have an adjustment year. Regression. Yeah. And regre- He's yeah, supposed regre- to not need that though. He's supposed to be that good, be relatable, former player. And we just didn't see that. We haven't seen it actually ever. Now that I think about it, because again, he won the championship in year one, which gets you tremendous clout, and apparently you get a pass every time you're terrible. And now I, it's it's thirty three percent of our staff is unwilling to give him a pass. I am unwilling to give Doc Rivers a pass. I'm. You can't have that much talent and be celebrated as one of the great coaches of all time and not do anything with it. You're right. telling me so, he made the playoffs. The whole NBA makes the NBA playoffs. So, <laughs> did win a series, but <laughs> I, I am saying, like, I like, I'm not saying that he's the greatest coach of all time, that would, you know, or anything <laughs> of like that kind of like grandeur. I'm just saying, like, if something is working and things are going up the hill, keep going. Like, don't switch course. Like in the middle of it, like, just give it a. Like, I still think they should get it in another year or two. I think it's yeah, not. But I kind of think you should have had it. You're just a hater, right? <laughs> so, so this hater, we need to, he needs to push us forward because we're running short on time. And I know there was a, go ahead, Wes, get your uh, point in. I, I was just going to say, I mean, you, you said the same thing about the Nets when they got swept by the 76ers last round. Okay. That they're like, they have all these expectations or whatever. Oh, no, but you, come on, man. You know I was referring to, they had all these expectations, and I was actually happy for the Nets to accomplish what they did without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and my point was, it was amazing that they were even able to get that far, and they did better without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yep. Like, that that was my point there, is that they didn't need the stars. Um, So anyway, we had Budenholzer, fired. Monty Williams, Fired. Uh, Doc Rivers. Fired. Did we lose any more coaches in this uh, offseason? Yeah, there are five total. Fired in this offseason. So I've got three there. Which ones am I missing? I'd have to look at the article again, but it was five. Okay. In the in the playoffs. there there's uh, Those are three yeah. that I can think of. And we've got now the Lakers of LeBron, the Jokic Nuggets, who no one wants to see make the NBA Finals. And I hate that I'm put in this position because I'm like, I don't want to watch Denver in the NBA Finals. But I also don't want LeBron James to make the NBA Finals because right now he and Steph Curry are tied at four NBA championships. uh, Asterisk next to one of LeBron's because it happened in the bubble. And then on the East, we've got an eight seed in Miami against Boston. What do we have to be excited about? I'm not. The King. I'm... (laughs) I mean, good for him if he wins another one. I mean, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard at this age, is like to to 
be up there still being like the best in the game at this level. And um, if he does it, great. But I mean, I'm still not, just like my brother said, he was tired of seeing Steph Curry's face. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, it's expected. It's been 20 years of LeBron. It's been 20 years of LeBron. Yeah. SM when he's gone. Absolutely. I mean, I, will I watch? Probably. Will I cheer for him? Probably. But, (laughs) you know, it would have been fun to have an exciting, the intrigue, the intrigue is missing. That's what it is. Like, it's just. Isn't it weird? Different year, same thing. Isn't it weird that it's the same four teams that made it in the bubble in 2020, three years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exact same four teams. <laughs> Miami Heat versus the Celtics, Nuggets versus the Lakers, exact same four teams. <laughs> I, that's in the back of my memory. I flushed all that away. It doesn't exist. That year doesn't. The amount, of clothes, the amount of clothes that I like subtracted a year from owning. Like I was like, I told you, I think I told you guys stories. Like, why are these shoes so tore up? I just got them. But I forgot the whole year of 2020 when I had them. Like, that year didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, we don't have enough time to go over the NFL schedule release. We got one celebration. Uh, I thought it was mostly cornball, except for the Tennessee Titans did a fantastic job in asking. (laughs) They did it like Billy on the Street style, where they were just asking fans who certain logos were. And all the fans were getting them wrong. I think uh, someone called the Atlanta Falcons, like... uh, uh, the 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 something riders, the red riders or something like that. <laughs> it was really it was really good. Hats off to that team. Uh, did you see any you liked and that you didn't think were cornball? Really quick. No, I so someone posted the anime one, and I was like, no, nope, I'm done. I'm I'll just look at the actual text list of I, what the schedules are. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> pay attention to the team's individual things. Yeah, I just looked at the actual schedule. Okay. Whatever. All right. Well, our one celebration topic is finally uh, someone has stuck Dan Snyder with a six billion dollar pitchfork. So it it it, it's it's so unfortunate that he has this golden parachute to fall to the ground with. But at least he's out of the NFL, and at least uh, Mm -hmm. a fan base that I consider a great fan base in Washington can finally cheer for their team without feeling guilty about it. because they've got some new owners in town. Uh, I don't feel like they're going to win anything because their new owners also own the Philadelphia 76ers. But maybe they can (laughs) renovate their garbage stadium so it's not leaking on everyone. It's looking like I think they'll get that new stadium in Virginia because I don't think Maryland has the space or the funds for a second stadium or the District of Columbia. I mean, they definitely have the funds, but all the senators are taking that. So... So we'll see. We'll see. But I am excited to see them get purchased. I know you guys feel the same. Yep, absolutely. I'm excited. I will be back in New York, but um, I, there's not really a lot for me to cheer for in New York football. So maybe I'll maybe I'll hop on the train down that way. <laughs> move <laughs> on down, move on down, down the road. <laughs> yeah. You can just take the interstate train to Jersey and watch one of the Jersey teams. The Jersey Why? Jets or the Jersey Giants? <laughs> nah, Josh Allen did it better. Um, and I, I, I will try not to do this so clumsily. Uh, we appreciate you all joining in every week here at The Sad Fan. Thank you so much for being a part of everything that we do. Remember so, to subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. 
We are the Sad Fan Podcast, all one word. And thank you, and we'll see you at the games.